0: Alright, welcome back into the ref. Gosh, I can't believe it's already the third hour. Today's show's flown by. Thanks to KJ Kindler for joining us. If you missed it in the open, check it out. The podcast page, kref.com. Connor Pazby is now Thursday, Friday Five days away from being married. A married man. And the text line is on fire right now. But we got a little work to do before we get there. So let's uh, let's I don't want to say hustle through. Because I think there's some interesting things, some things we haven't even talked about yet, as we bring you the top five stories of the day, brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Oh, Newcastle Casino, I-44. And Exit 107, online at newcastlecasino.com. They are the place that takes care of you with all kinds of great rewards. And, we might add, you can place your bets in the off-track betting at newcastlecasino.com. Or, or at Newcastle Casino. Now, are we out there next Monday? Is that correct? I think it is.
1: Yes, we are. Teddy we, will
0: be up there. Teddy will be out there. I think I'm with him on Monday. Might be. That means I've got you covered. I'll set up all the equipment. You're good to go. It is your wedding day. I'm just kidding. Thanks, Blank. All right. Um, big story number five. Number five. Okay. Um, the new arena passed, and it wasn't even really close. I think we talked about this a lot yesterday. Um, I, I didn't really think the best thing to do was all the, y'all are stupid because you don't want this, and blah, blah, blah. It just it doesn't really, really work. I think there was a lot of people whom we've – Realized we weren't going to change their mind regardless. And then there's a lot of people that see a story like this, and this becomes their bit, and they jump in, and it's like, these billionaire owners. I could not have supported it more. I couldn't be happier that it passed. And the Thunder are going to be in Oklahoma City for a long time, and we're going to get a state-of-the-art arena, I would assume right in the heart of downtown Oklahoma City, that will continue to add... To the vibrant growth downtown and a destination spot for events. Now You guys can miss me with trying to bring the Coyotes here for now. But yeah, Patrick brings up a good point. It's going to take six years. So let's let's not start tearing the seats out of the Paycom Center quite yet. We got a little bit of room to go when it comes to building this. And I'm just, I'm really happy. I, I saw this tweet yesterday and I kept it up for a long time. It was from... Royce, I even started to I even started to retweet it this morning, but I just thought it was kind of the best way to to look at the vote if you were even in the in the negative party and you didn't want to see it passed. Royce Young tweeted if you've read Boomtown, the overarching theme is that perpetual trend of booms and busts for Oklahoma City, many of which were self-inflicted. This is another boom or bust for OKC. Um, you can secure OKC's big league future for the next 30 years or you can vote for a bust. And I think he was right. I, I saw that and I loved it. Uh, there was a statement from Clay Bennett. As we take the next step in this historic journey, I'm particularly grateful for the and energized by what this means for our city's young people and the Oklahoma City they will lead and enjoy over the coming decades. It's exciting, right?
1: Yeah, I love it to have the Thunder till 2050, and I just, it's perfect for Oklahoma City to keep a professional team, especially like the Oklahoma City Thunder, and man, yeah, if you get this new arena, like, what does it look like from, uh, you know, five or six years? Can can you bring in another professional team like we're getting talked about with the Arizona Coyotes? In time, in time.
0: Poor Coyotes don't even have a home right now. They,
1: I, I thought I saw someone Mitch on the Knippenmeyer Chevrolet text line that they play in a college. That is correct. Yeah, okay.
0: They play in Mullet Arena at Arizona State. That's where they play their home games. All right, um, big story number four. Number four. Oh. Florida State is going to court, baby. You knew. What is, what is um, Andrew Brandt? What was his little shtick on Twitter all the time? There will be lawyers. Well, here we go. The Florida Attorney General is launching an antitrust investigation into the decision to leave Florida State out of the upcoming college football playoffs. Here is Attorney General Ashley Moody. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, we, we could sit here and yell and scream about guys getting in the portal and, and tampering, but I mean, isn't this the like highest form of petty? Or at the very least, trying to make it seem like you care. Listen to this. General Ashley Moody at Florida State University in front of the iconic unconquered statue. Most of you know I'm a lifelong Gator, but I'm also Florida's Attorney General, and I know injustice when I see it. Shockingly, what happened to the undefeated Knowles after winning the ACC championship has college football fans in Florida and across the nation wanting answers. It's justified. I will say this is the most political posturing thing I have ever seen in my life. That sounds very cringy. I would like to say that even though I am a Gator, I am here to stand for Florida State. Um, Here's what's funny to me. Moody's office wants a long list of documents and information including all communications with the ACC, the SEC, and ESPN. I think you'd be very bored as you're going through that. <laughs> They'd be fighting over dates when a player when a game would be scheduled.
1: They're taking this to a whole nother level.
0: Though, I will say I am somebody that would love to see something come out of this. <laughs> All right, big story number big story number 3. Number 3. So I am I am a uh, I'm a nerd with the details. Right. I am absolutely positively eaten up with the details. I love every moment that kind of ends up going viral, and I don't know why it goes viral, right? That's just that's just me. Yesterday we had that situation play out. And I don't know how many of you got sucked into it like I did, but there was a report. There was a report that Bill Belichick is out as the head football coach of the New England Patriots. And in fact, that report went as far to say that it was the owner, Robert Kraft's decision, and they are they are moving on. Bill Belichick is out. And what was funny is as you started to dig into that story, aggregation heaven, you you realize that there was there was nothing really to it. There was nothing to it. it. In fact, he Bill Belichick here's here's Mr. Excitement yesterday, if you want to hear Bill Belichick when asked about his coaching future.
2: Bill I wanted to ask you a question, speaking obviously for yourself and in your understanding, do you have an understanding
1: that Robert will not ask you to be back next year? Yeah, Get
2: ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing.
0: Do you want to keep coaching? That's what she's asking. Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. <laughs> you get the you get the the drift of what that, happened that's there yesterday. The, that's
1: the answer I was expecting from Belichick.
0: Um, it's 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 funny to me because the problem is I saw even. Dan Patrick's producers say it's interesting that the national sports media are not leading with the report that the Patriots and Robert Kraft decided in November to fire Bill Belichick. Well, here's why. Tell me who reported it. Tell me where it started. All right? And then keep digging. And then keep digging. And then keep digging. Because it literally came from nowhere. It there There is no... Um, report or anything of that nature. Well, so-and-so, uh, Adam Schefter is reporting that he is out. No, that that's not where this came from. It literally was an aggregator, one of the sites, that linked to a column from a website that I've never even heard of before. It was... um, And Tom Curran, Tom Curran, by the way, he had a report but didn't really say it, a lot of people have kind of inferred it. Uh, the future of Bill Belichick remains a central point of speculation. Tom Curran reported it, but then hasn't really written it. He was talking with Arbella early edition and basically theorized that, hey, you know, they kind of made this decision in, in, in Germany. Like, what? <laughs> so there's not, I mean, again, there's... There's no juice to this. Do I think Bill Belichick's going to be back in New England next year? Probably not. But I also think the last thing that New England wants out there is that they're going to fire him because if I was a team that wanted to hire him, I'd be like, yeah, no, we'll wait. You're going to fire him because we're going to try to trade him because you can trade and get draft capital for a guy that's under contract. It's the dumbest thing ever if they fire him. Bill Belichick can get you at least a first-round pick. What are we even doing right now?
1: And everybody just like took this and ran with it. Like, You've seen it on every sports which, show.
0: Which, i got to be honest with you, I've been kind of impressed that it's a little pulled back today. This has been my theory the whole time. This is my theory the whole time. If Bill Belichick isn't safe in New England, none of us are in any industry, in any job, ever. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you work. Bill Belichick went 10 years between Super Bowl titles. 10 years. Now, granted, they were never this bad. But if if that man hasn't built up enough, what's the word I'm looking for, support in that amount of time. And by the way, his defense is really, really good this year. Oh, good. The Patriots' yeah. defense is good. Outside of the Saints putting one on them earlier, they're a really good defensive football team. I just I can't fathom it. I hope he goes somewhere else and just careers out again. Though it does not seem right to imagine Bill Belichick in Los Angeles as the Chargers coach. Or or just any team. So where does this report... I don't mean to dwell on this, but I live in that national sports radio world and fighting about this a lot. So where does this report that they decided in Germany, where does it jive with the report that he secretly agreed to another contract this offseason? Which... Where are we at right now? What's what's real and what isn't? Everyone always, follow the money. Follow the sourcing. Click a few buttons. Oh, I see Bill Belichick might be out. All right, where'd this come from? All right, Tom Kern had an interview. Well, what'd he say? Well, he, he didn't really say he's out. All right, well, wh- where's other reporting on this? Oh, there's none. It's just, it's ML it's football, JPF football, Dove, whatever the heck that weirdo's name is. It's just we fall for anything now. All right, I'm sorry. Big story number two. Number two. So the SEC schedule will officially be released tonight. It'll start at six. We'll have a special hour long show right here on the ref. Tyler and Teddy are gonna stay until seven o'clock. Seven? Seven o'clock tonight, Tyler? My goodness. Teddy's going to be so mad. Does Teddy (laughs) know this? Does Teddy know this? (laughs) Anyway. He doesn't like the four hours. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) come on now. you kidding me? But here's here's what we know. Here's the just if you want to talk about the set games on the SEC schedule for Oklahoma, we know they will play Tennessee on uh, September 21st, We know they will play Alabama on November 23rd, and we do know, or at least we think we know, that an Ole Miss schedule was released, leaked, whatever, and that OU and Ole Miss will play on October 26th. Yeah, the Ole Miss
1: is the one where it's on Ole Miss's page and also the – is it the FBS schedules that you can pull up for next year?
0: Yeah, and I got to add, you know, it's – here's the other day. Just so you know, if you're someone like me that's nerded out and put together your schedule, here's the ones that have officially been announced already in that SEC schedule leak that took place. Texas A&M at Florida on September 14th. Tennessee at Oklahoma on September 21st. Georgia and Bama will play September 28th. How about that? Finally playing in the regular season. Oh, yeah. Florida at Tennessee is going to be October 12th. Alabama at Tennessee is going to be October 19th. LSU and A&M is going to be October 26th. Alabama at LSU is gonna be November ninth. Texas at Arkansas is gonna be November sixteenth. Alabama at Oklahoma is gonna be November twenty third. And then Auburn at Alabama, Mississippi State and Ole Miss. And I, I guess they did release Texas and Texas A and M on Thanksgiving weekend. I hadn't seen that it was official. But yeah, that's what that's what is out there right now. So and and I know listen guys just just so you know the 2024 the the website fp they're by no means official just so you know and I, and Dan I know you and I were working off that earlier and putting things together but just because you know they have it does not necessarily mean it's 100% accurate right and and like I said if it was and I don't know how the old miss schedule got leaked I completely missed that but in my opinion If that's where Oklahoma and Ole Miss is, fine. Great. It just means that somewhere Oklahoma's going to have a really tough back-to-back road trip stretch, if that's the case. And right now on the official website for OU football, the only three games that are listed are Temple Houston and and Tulane. I figure we all kind of know that. But 6 o'clock tonight, we'll have you covered with a special hour-long show as the SEC schedule is released, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number. Number one. So we were a little bit blindsided yesterday by portal news as Caden Green entered the transfer portal. Uh, Very rare to have a true freshman captain, but Caden Green was that dude. And now he is apparently off. A lot of rumors, a lot of confusion, a lot of unknown. We'll try to work through it coming up next. We'll also. Hear from some of the players post-practice. First chance to hear from members of the Oklahoma Sooners since the final regular season game. And, um, gosh, I've I've got so much more to get to on this show. We're going to run out of time. But let's hit the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line as well. So top five stories of the day. The new arena passes. Florida State is apparently going to take everyone to court or at least the Florida Attorney General in the most political move ever. Uh, the reports of Belichick being out. All right, where is this coming from? Follow the, uh, the newsing. SEC schedule tonight from 6 to 7 will be live with the release. Kane Green in the transfer portal. What does it mean? We'll dive into it next right here on The Wrap. There we go. Welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The ref. All right, you ready for some post-practice sound from last night? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay, we'll start with the, uh, the man of the week, Danny Stutzman. Boy, it seems like it was two weeks ago. With all the news, it seems to happen consistently for Oklahoma. Danny Stutzman made the decision that he was not turning pro after letting coach know that he was leaving. Stutz talked about the decision. Wait for
2: it. Oklahoma, man, it's where I've been my whole career. You know, it's a place that I love. You know, obviously, it was a very tough decision. I think you know the heart wanted to stay here. At the end of the day, you can't turn that down. You know, the penals of to the paper. And it just didn't feel right. You know, I couldn't, I wasn't ready to leave this program, you know, all that we built, you know, under year going into year three with Coach Venables, I wasn't ready to leave just yet.
0: Yeah. And as you might imagine, it was a tough situation too, having told Brent of his intentions and then changing his mind. What was that like?
2: Yeah, it was, it was a headache, man. It was probably one of the most stressful weeks of my life. You know, I was pretty much like fully committed to, you know, you know, they already cleaned out my locker, everything was ready to go. And, uh, you know, Coach V called me on Friday, you know, really just, you know, sat down and talked it through with him again and. Like I said before, you know, just didn't was, didn't feel like I was ready to leave yet. You know, didn't want to rush that. Uh, rush that. You never have this time to go back to college, and I really just want to finish out my senior year and everything that comes with that.
0: God, she's so good. I'm I'm so glad that he's deciding to stick around. Here's a little bit more from Stutz post-practice. Bit.
2: You know, Coach V's, you know, invested so much into me. He's given me so much. You know, I think it's the least I can do is come back for one more one more season.
0: How tough? There you go. There's a little bit of Danny Stutzman from last night, as you might imagine, pretty happy that he's sticking around. We also have a new QB1 in Jackson Arnold. And Jackson Arnold has a new offensive coordinator in Seth Luttrell. Arnold talked about that relationship between he and Seth and how tight that's been.
1: It's been good. I've been close with Coach Luttrell since he got here. Um, uh, Constant communication since he's got here and he's helped me uh, develop as a player. Nobody in the
0: locker
1: even not in the O.C. role, and, um, you know, it's just, it's been great to get to know him, and I'm super happy he's our O.C. now.
0: Did Dylan have any message for you? Dylan's
1: message, room? good question. Yeah, he just told me, just, you know, have fun and ball out.
0: Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Have fun, ball out. Meanwhile, speaking of the offensive coordinator change here real quick, I know you got a thought on this, uh, Jalil Farouk talked about what Seth Luttrell and his, I guess you could say, elevation is meant to the receiving room and... The rest of the offense, uh, just him
1: bringing the energy every day. Uh, since everything happened, him bringing the energy, bringing everybody's spirit
2: up, uh, dealing with everything we've been through. Uh, just been a new change. Uh, change is not always bad. It's good too. So, just being able to him bring the energy,
1: give everybody excitement. Uh, just making sure you make sure it's known that we're always going to keep the offense explosive. That's it.
0: Tree assuring, right? I would really be conservative. He's like, yeah, you know, it's just different. This option stuff, I'm not used to it. And, yeah. you know, I'm running the football <laughs> as much as we do. Uh, all right, let's keep rolling. By the way. I'm done yet. Oh, oh hold on. Hold a, on, uh, Billy. Here's what Billy Bowman had to say about yet. his decision. The not done yet.
2: The, uh, I'm not a uh, finished product. I still got work to do. So that's really all it comes down to is I still got more to do.
0: It's a little bit of a point of emphasis, too, that I think it's you, Danny, Jalil, and Ethan, the only guys left in that 21 class taking everything into the SEC. You guys are going to be the kind of the pillars of the program moving forward.
2: Yeah, um, shoot, I remember walking in here as a freshman. Now finishing up my junior season, um, they say when you come to college, you're the same people that you came in are not going to be there when you go out. So that indeed is true. And, and yeah, like you said, um, we're kind of um, the only guys left in the class and, you know, look forward to leading. That's wild.
0: By the way, I, shout out. I'm stealing all this audio from Eddie. Eddie, thank you. Soonerscoop.com and their editorial page uh, does a really nice job with good sound and good quality audio from these post-practice avails.
1: What was that about the 21 class? How many guys left? Yeah, like four guys. Man.
0: I mean, let's think about this. I Because I looked at this last night. I heard that, that same thing whenever, uh, whenever the question was asked. So if you look at the Oklahoma 2021 football signing class, which you, you want to talk about a group that's been through some stuff – Think about that 2021 class and the coaching change that happened. But Billy Bowman, Jalil Farouk, by the way, Caleb Williams was in that class too. Danny Stutzman and Ethan Downs are the only four names left. All right, I'm going to give you some players, and you tell me which one of these was the biggest disappointment in your eyes. Okay. All right. Kelvin Gilliam. This is not a knock on y'all. It's just because you came in very hyped. Savion Bird, Kelvin Gilliam, Latrell McCutcheon, Mario Williams. Gosh, I forgot about Jordan Mukes was in that class. I'm ignoring Caleb Williams right now because of what he became. Man, Clayton Smith might be a good one in this. Clayton Smith was the king of, oh my gosh, look at this dude in a uniform. Five-star
1: kid, wasn't he? Yeah,
0: whenever he came in. Cody Jackson was another one that everyone loved, and I don't know if Cody Jackson ever wore his uniform. Oh, huh? got he got sick or he got hurt or something. But see, there's a good list of dudes that you could look at and think, "Ooh, that 21 class, mm. 13th ranked team in the country, or yeah. 13th ranked class in the country that year."
1: Obviously, Gilliam is up there for me, but yeah. good thing you mentioned Clayton Smith. I totally forgot about him. Five star kid coming in who. Man, it felt like he never saw the field at OU. I'm not sure what happened in practices, what happened throughout the week, but man, we barely saw that kid and we were pretty uh hyped up when he was coming to Oklahoma.
0: I will. It was funny because why am I blanking on the linebackers coach that came to Oklahoma, Jamar uh Jamar Kane. Jamar Kane. Jamar Kane when we did coaches show one time, it was one of those kind of, hey, Coach, before we let you go, how's um, Nathan Rowling's and, and or Cabanier, or whatever and, and Clayton Smith coming along? A lot of buzz around Clayton Smith. And Jamar Kane said his wife was getting her hair done. And one of the I, – I guess they're not barbers in the female world. It's stylists. And one of the stylists said, hey, ask your husband what's going on with that Clayton Smith kid. I think that he needs to be playing more. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh wow! And it was uh, it was it was along the lines wife girl from whatever, and it was along the lines of something that the lady had never even like made it known that she was a OU fan or, or or even knew about him. And just out of nowhere, it's like, "Hey, how's things going with uh, Jamar? It's, what's going on with that Clayton Smith kid?" He's like, "It's just wild how many people wanted to see him become a thing." Last year, he only played in four games for That's Arizona crazy. State, five tackles, one for loss.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, it's a good list of some disappointments. Obviously, Mario Williams and McCutcheon going to USC. So, wait a minute here.
0: Hold on. Hold on. How in the world is Clayton Smith appearing in four games as a redshirt freshman? Oh, okay. No, no. That was, I, was, I thought he was listed as a redshirt freshman, and I was going to lose my ever love in mind. He's a redshirt junior. <laughs> I was looking at red Redshirt freshman? Are you kidding me? There's no way possible. I think I might have given him a few more stats than he actually had, too. The
1: Jordan muse kid, he's he's pretty talented coming out of high school. He went to, what was it, Choctaw? Yeah, and yeah. then
0: I, I think another guy that just wasn't right away got hurt. Like, right away got hurt. And then when he got those opportunities on the field, just couldn't. Okay, here's the updated stat. Not a bad year last year for Clayton Smith. He finished with... Twenty one tackles, five and a half for loss, and had four sacks, four and a half sacks. So I had wrong stats on him. All right. Um do we have breaking news? Do we? Hold on. I haven't yet updated my uh my portal list yet. Wait for it. I don't know. Uh has Hayes Fawcett dropped an Oklahoma sooner that has uh committed. Uh no former Duke edge guy RJ Oban has committed to Notre Dame, he tells on three sports. So there's that. But I don't see anything on the running back out of UT Martin.
1: I just see my man Parker Thune. Oh! A picture of DeMarco Murray.
0: Well, then that probably means that Sam Franklin has committed, right? Isn't that the guy that we're, if we're talking about the potential add of a running back to that running back room, that that would be the guy?
1: Yeah, UT Martin, running back.
0: I haven't seen anything on my official Twitter feed right now, but if that seems to be the case, then it's a good get. But nothing official from our – hold on. Where's my sponsor's Zatakim right here? From our transfer portal update courtesy of Swiftco Roofing and Construction. All right. Is there anything more from post-practice that I wanted to get to you? Oh, yeah. Uh, they asked McKayna McToyer about um, – the offensive line and kind of moving guys around and what that's going to look like.
2: Yeah, I know we're a tight group, no matter who plays or not. So, um, yeah, just getting a feel for the new guys. If, if you are playing next to someone new, which, um, I, I mean, I shouldn't be, but, uh, yeah, just the cohesion that we have outside of football helps, uh, whenever we get on the field. So, um, the connections that we've built, no matter who's playing or who's not, will help us whenever, you know, we're playing next to someone new.
0: I haven't heard, I mean, obviously with Tyler Guyton and Andrew Rame turning pro and obviously Walter Rouse only having, you know, one game left in a Sooner uniform. I haven't heard, I don't know if Andrew Rame or Tyler Guyton put in their release that they're opting out of the bowl game or not. I would assume Guyton is, but if I'm Walter Rouse, I'm playing, I'm playing in that game.
1: Yeah, I can't remember who mentioned yesterday, but he's a guy coming from Stanford where you know what Stanford's been lately, having a hard time getting to bowl games. So it'd be a cool moment for Walter Rouse. Mm.
0: All right, uh, there's our updates from post-practice avail last night. Good stuff. Uh, Appreciate Eddie and those guys making that available at YouTube on Sooner Scoop. All right, quick break. When we come back, the best of the texts next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into The Ref with – Connor Padsby, I'm Chris Plank. Let's uh, make sure I didn't miss anything. All right, here we go. The Meyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Sooner CB writes, most of these guys that enter the portal that aren't top-tier prospects don't ever even get picked up. Yeah, you know, that was one interesting thing last year. We had like a... Google Doc that I'd put together that everyone kind of would add when a guy went somewhere and what they did, and you started looking around and you know dudes were having hard times finding homes. You know someone that someone that went maybe a little under the radar was you know Bray Walker who in three years just never never really had a chance. No, I don't want to say had a chance. Never really materialized into the guy we thought he would be. Right. But he went to Texas State. It was a perfect fit, and he was uh, an all-Sunbelt third-team member. Which, again, for him, I, I mean, probably should go from Oklahoma and be a first-team dominant player in the Sunbelt, but it's good good for him, right? And then there were other dudes that I, I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. It's like, where are they? where they go? where they go? And it just never really materialized. They never really ended up anywhere. Kendall Dennis went to South Florida. USF had a decent year. But, again, that's somebody that when they go to a different school like that, you expect them to go and dominate. He only had one tackle on the season, and it came in their last game. So it's a fair point. It's, well, fair and point.
1: it's hard for guys that don't get much playing time out of Power 5 team. It's really hard to stay in a Power 5. So that's why you see guys – You know, they go down to a group of five, like we just mentioned, with Bray Walker going to Texas State. It's just hard for these kids.
0: Here's one from uh, Rodney from Denton. Rodney writes, My sad thought is this. You have to have very little scruples that you would continually try to poach players from other teams. We are really not teaching these young men proper values that will help their future. Okay, can I have my – is this a good spot for my portal rant or – Or no? It's a good spot. Okay. okay, Just real quick. And this is more specific to tampering. Are you ready? If you think tampering is really happening, and if you're really concerned about it, name names, bring receipts. We play patty cake on this, and it sucks. And it's ridiculous. You're going to hear over the next month. There's going to be a group of five coaches and lower-level power five coaches that are going to do their press conference at bowl games, and they're going to boo-hoo about, oh, we got guys with six-figure offers from other schools, and we can't do that, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I'm not doubting that it's happening, but unless you name names, unless you give us some evidence, and unless you're willing to call out who it is, I ain't got time for you. I don't. So while I agree... Until coaches decide that tampering is a capital offense, which right now it's not even a speeding ticket in a school zone, okay? It's like a seatbelt ticket, which last I checked was 25 bucks because I got busted four once, right? It's got to become a more viable penalty. And here's the other part of it, Rodney, and I'm not just I'm not pointing a finger at you bro. I'm just bringing this up. It works both ways. How do we not know that there was an entity working on behalf of a player or two that says, I know you were recruiting – I don't want to use Caden Green because that's already the hot topic here. I know that – but let's just say, I know you're recruiting Caden Green, but what, what do you think you could get if he wants to jump in the portal? And I'm sure a coach – now, now, Connor, I, I can't talk about your son until he's in the portal but I know there's going to be a high-level six-figure offer if he does. What's he getting there? Right? Those types of things. Mark, for Tawie to... Walker was a good, reliable back that got hurt in the season. Tawi did nothing to not still be playing as much as Sawchuck as of late. Sawchuck finally shined after being absent. Before Walker getting hurt, named one game. He didn't look good in that he played. Oh! And he played great hurt, too, when we needed him. Seems like he's been forgotten with what he was this season, at least in my opinion. Oh, dude, you're, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. I could not agree with you more. And I just, I keep thinking it comes back to one thing with him, Connor. He was a walk-on.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. And the one game that stands out to me is definitely the Kansas game, where he didn't play early on. And then when we saw more of him in the second half, I mean, Tall Weed just lit it up with the running game.
0: Two things about that. Number one, if if he – and, and I agree with you on Kansas, right? But if he doesn't run like he did against SMU, because we were in big trouble in that game. Big trouble. We couldn't move football. Um, and then you mentioned Kansas. This is why I've kind of stopped trying to be Scoop McGillicuddy whenever it comes to some of these things. I was told and had heard other people, too, say – I don't think he's going to play again for a while. I think that that was a pretty – because remember he had the suspension the game beforehand?
1: Right. He shows yep. up
0: in Kansas, and everyone, everyone that I talked to is like, yeah, I wouldn't be putting him in your spotlights or anything like that. And then lo and behold, he's the best player on the field against Kansas. So, yeah, I, I will never understand that, Mark. People still – it's just – people still want to hate on Eric Gray. And I just – I don't – why do we hate on guys that do well? It just never has made any sense to me.
1: Yeah, it, Eric Gray was a, he was a pretty good running back.
0: Dude, Eric Gray had one of the top 10 rushing seasons in the history of Oklahoma Sooner football. The person on the list ahead of him won a Heisman Trophy. And yet, y'all couldn't wait to get him out of here. From the five eight zero. Well, 0 Let me rephrase that. A handful of you couldn't wait. Now, I don't want to paint everyone with the same broad brush, but... Most of you have fought with these people as well online. The five eight zero. Elite offensive linemen don't live in the portal. Not only are we dependent on going on it going into the SEC, but have been for the past four years. Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, LSU supplement their depth in the portal. We don't have depth or most of our starters without it. Until we do a better job identifying and developing talent in the trenches, we won't return to championship contention. Um, I would, I would disagree a little bit. I I think that a lot of these teams count a little bit more on the depth chart than you're giving them credit for. I mean, I, did I say depth chart on the transfer portal? Um, I mean, there's two starters from LSU's offensive line that are transfer portal guys. You know, out Al- Alabama. Had a a couple transfer portal guys that started on their offensive line at times, right? But, again, I don't think I disagree with you at your core. I don't don't think I disagree with you on the simple fact that Oklahoma has to do a better job of continual development and if it's not going to work with the individual, right, you cut bait and you move on. And I mean, I think Oklahoma's done a pretty good job in the portal on the offensive line, right? You might say elite offensive linemen don't live in the portal, but Tyler Guyton, who started a right tackle for them, is projected to be a top 15 pick in the NFL draft, right? Orlando Brown Jr. was a transfer portal guy, right? Now, I guess technically not a... He was committed to Tennessee, so that's a little bit incorrect, right? He was committed to Tennessee and then signed with Oklahoma. So, But I think Oklahoma, when you say you can't live in the portal, I don't think they want to, but I think it's worked out pretty well for him historically on the offensive line.
1: Yeah, and you could I mean fair can, point.
0: Good you, good good tax. Yeah,
1: you can get good offensive linemen through the portal, and that's just the new era. I mean it's hard to keep your starting front care. for two or three years in a row. You just gotta plug in uh with what you got and you have to, if you have to go to the portal uh to get offensive linemen, you just have to
0: Yeah, and let me I was looking I was looking in depth on it and it's just it's it's hard to find I would argue too I would argue as well that it's equally difficult to find really good guys out of high school. I think Caden Green is one of them. Orlando Brown Jr. is one of them. You can go across college football look at a handful of them. But yeah, I think, I think you're in good shape. I think you're in good shape. Uh, I think you make a, a good point. I think you're in good shape if you have to supplement one or two every year. I don't think this was the plan for Oklahoma. I think they just had some of the guys that didn't pan out like they expected them to.
1: And enough with this beaten bow shade. I've been seeing a lot these shade. Pe- just
0: so you know, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, shade. shade,
1: yeah. This, especially this morning, and then last night, of course.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a rock star. You, you don't you don't want to be throwing hate there. And with what Seth Luttrell and he have done historically, I think it's going to be really good, really good. All right, um, we got a break. It's eleven fifty. Final thoughts, courtesy of Primrose Funeral Services. next. All right, final thoughts time. Our final thoughts is always brought to you by Primrose Funeral Service, a compassionate staff that has been providing the highest quality care for over 80 years. It's a hard thing to think about, a heartbreaking thing to think about, but pre-planning your memorial service can go a long way in making that sad day a little easier on your family. Contact Primrose, and they can help walk you through it now at 405-321-6000 or online at primrosefuneralservice.com. All right, I am – Steelman's all fired up about the portal. Parker's coming in with all the inside information. So allow me to bring you the worst play-by-play call I've ever heard in my life. Are you ready? This is This is hockey somewhere, okay? That's all I can tell you. It's hockey somewhere. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Hold on, not, my my computer is so slow today. Here we go. Joey Cassidy turns back. Looks like they're doing a little reverse.
2: You might see it in football. And here comes Bazin. He's
0: got some speed. He's split the D. Oh, oh, what are you gonna do?
1: He's using room,
0: Daddy. Oh, look at that! Look at this! Look at that!
1: What is happening?
0: He's you got you gotta yeah, do it again you got to listen to I can't stop right now.
2: Joey Bela-Cassidy turns back. Looks like they're doing a little reverse. That you might see in football. And Here comes Bazin. He's got some speed. He's going to
0: split the D. Oh, oh! what are they going to do? He's shooting a roof down Oh, look at that. Look at this. Look at that.
1: It's like he's so excited. And he has no idea what's coming out of his mouth.
0: Look at this. Look at that. <laughs> By the way, softball fans, we are so working. Look at this. Look at that. It is something. <laughs> Look at this. Look at that. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: Chapstick it- says it's the lifeguard from Grown Ups 2 on the play call.
0: <laughs> Did he say, oh, daddy? <laughs> Morty Smith doing hockey play by play. Uh, all right, y'all have a great rest of your day. Steel Man and Dune are coming up next. Uh, we'll be at Cavens tomorrow, and I think Mark Williams is going to join us. I think tomorrow. I think we might uh, might have a little, little football insider talk tomorrow. Cole Kubelick will start getting us ready for the Alamo Bowl. In the meantime, y'all have a great rest of your Wednesday. For Connor on Plank, this is the Home of Sooner Fans.